You're listening to the Unreasonable Fridays Podcast Network. So what I'm going to just do is I'm just going to straight start the stream and then basically it's it's basically going to be us unedited. <laughs> I mean, that's perfectly fine. Um, How are you going to do it, boss? I'm just like, you know, because then I don't have to be like, when are we hitting the start button? Let's just go. Yeah, I mean, we ain't never really said nothing that we can't say in public. I mean, yeah, we don't. We're not. We're not toxic. In fact, I'm sitting here. I'm sitting here complaining about the proper black black representation in this game. So it's like a thing. Like that's my hot take is that I can't make goddamn. There's no fucking black lady face in this fucking game. Wait, which uh, game? Because I missed all of that while I was setting it up. Uh, Outriders. I um. I've been wrestling with the character creator for the entire time I've been playing it because both of the black lady faces don't look right. They don't sit right on camera, in the lighting, on your character model, or they don't animate naturally with the cutscenes. They look really strange. And I've been trying to figure it out. There's no hair to compliment them. And the, and the face paint is really strange too. So I, um, so after literally been doing it for hours and hours, but half of my time playing Outriders has been trying to find a black lady. Um, and I finally settled on this. Um, I made a, um, as I, I do, made a 50-year-old Asian woman, a South Asian woman. And that's who's trapped in this terrible planet of despair and destruction. And now I, now that I've settled that, I can finally start playing. And there's an entire, there's an entire audience for Loot the Game that I understand as I've become that audience in about a week. Oh. Wow. Totally. Un- so, totally. Do you, un- well, you understand the life. This is this is a change. Oh, Here's oh. Go. No, Here's the go. No, 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 no. This makes sense. No, 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 no. There's an entire. I'll say this right now. There's an entire. There's an entire. Um, there's an entire narrative. Um, behind it that I will get into, but because we're properly streaming, I don't want to get into this because this is like a 15 minute conversation. And if people, I mean, are, I mean, we just use it for the sound check. Right. Um. But I'm. I'm going to. We're gonna do the show. Um, let's get this started. We're gonna do the show. Let's do it in thirty seconds of silence, <laughs> and um, then we're gonna go. And uh, yeah, you can send out the stream links or whatever. And um, yeah, let's get this uh, thirty seconds of silence. Everybody, stop doing stuff now. Go ahead, stand up, stand up, stand up. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Ad Space. I'm your host, Aaron Rand Freeman. But with me, the actual host, the proprietor, the owner, the CEO, the CFO, lead therapist, lead custodian, social media manager, lead artist. What the fuck? Elise Bacon. Bacon, how are you? Hi. You're also the most what? delicious name. In, you're also the most delicious name in podcast. <laughs> well, at least there's like the normal title. Well, also you have you have um, several jobs. Um, I don't you, want several jobs. Also, I would just like the one job. I'm just finishing off this email here, congratulating you on um, becoming. Yes, that is it. Actually, yeah, you're also the. Um, the payroll manager. Congratulations, Elise Bacon. Excellent. Wait, Thank you. Congratulations. Congratulations, every <laughs> congratulations. In this difficult 
unprecedented time you've been able to succeed. Rise and Grind Twitter applauds you and your nine jobs you've gotten. Congratulations, baby. For we, I'm not the payroll manager. You are the payroll manager. I'm not the payroll manager. Congratulations. You're you the literally manager. handle all the funds. Um, I am um, the talent. I'm the public relations and talent person. Um, talent acquisitions. And you've been acquired. Talented person. Bam, bacon. Congratulations. I hate you. And with us. <laughs> we also have. And um, with us are not hostage is not hostages uh full-time part-time not quite time sometime co-host justin oh uh, no this time you're my hostages because we are <laughs> discussing something that i wanted to talk about um i will blame aaron for this though he put the idea in my head and then I said, okay, so now we're just going to talk about this. So now you're my hostages for a change. I have I have taken over. I'm not locked in here with you. You're locked in here yes. with me. That's the name of the episode is I'm the captain now, by the way, for the record. <laughs> I'm, the I'm the captain now. I'm the captain. Okay. Um, also with us is the host, founder, proprietor of the Black Astronauts Podcast Network. Aaron Bat Bat Power. Hey, so you guys have been getting paid? I uh, need to. Can we talk? Um, <laughs> and in 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 divvying up the Patreon funds among Bacon's nineteen jobs, Bacon makes roughly eight cents an hour. Ah. <laughs> if we were to, if we given what Bacon gets, the cut that Bacon gets from the Patreon every month. And nine jobs, I would say you work about six hours a week, four weeks a month, that's 24. You make maybe, yeah, you make about maybe 12 cents an hour per job. So before you go, send in your resume to us. Remember, (laughs) (laughs) and the grass ain't that greener. The grass ain't as green as you think, guys. Just calm down. Just be cool. I mean, I mean, if you got it in you, if you're wanting to pull this crisp twelve cents an hour, then please hit us up. Thank you. Hits hard. I'm good. Hit us up. <laughs> now, if you would like to increase my pay and Jayla's pay from roughly eight cents an hour, you can do so by subscribing to our Patreon. We also have other ways of donating. Um, if you require those means um i'm pretty sure they're on our website it is on the website yeah but the fastest way is <laughs> patreon.com backslash on friday single donations if you can't do a subscription can also be made again through a website which is unfpodcast.com yes this pay bacon why is taking no the coffee yeah, yeah why i'm taking the coffee yeah. coffee because like right now i'm drinking sad drip coffee from like a machine that heating element is like dying mm. to this lovely Godzilla mug that says go off king. <laughs> I love this mug. This mug is my baby. <laughs> mug is so, quite fantastic. So we're going to have to 
Yeah, okay. that was definitely a manic. That was definitely a two in the morning manic purchase that I didn't really remember until I got here. Those are the best purchases. <laughs> Those are the most impactful purchases. I would say, and I hate to say it, but those little bursts of mental illness are responsible for some great acts of art, game achievement, shopping, conversations. Like those little bursts right there from 12 to 4 in the morning, boy. That's when we shine as people. Bless it. Love the money. Patreon.com backslash unfridays. Because we have so many people on. We have so many different things to talk about. I do want to see how everyone is doing. We're going around the room. I see how everyone's holding whoa. up. Whoa, whoa, whoa. This is oh, I wasn't ready for this. Go, go, go right ahead. You're not ready. You're not ready to be checked in on. Whew. See I how? haven't been checked in on in quite a while. Right. So. All right, cool. Well then you're getting then we'll leave, we'll let you collect your thoughts. Justin, how are you all? You know, uh I appreciate the check-in. Uh slight deviation. There is a podcast done by former athletes. Um, you may be aware of it. And they did a mental health check-in with each other on the episode. And those dudes hung out constantly. They've, they, they, they've watched each other's kids. They've participated in major life events with each other. And they realized in that mental health check, they're like, yo, I really don't know you, though. So... I say all that to say health check-ins are important, especially with your friends. Um, if you truly care about someone, do a little bit deeper than the, hey, how's it going? Cool, cool. Dap up, leave. Uh, but now I'm good. You know, mentals are good. Uh, out of 10, I'm a strong six right now. Uh, the what What is bringing me the most joy right now outside of my family, because I gotta be honest, like the whole pandemic thing with family here, with Tiff here, with Jonathan here, that's made it like it, it has made it so much better. And I acknowledge that a lot of people are like isolated, isolated, but I have people that I love that I can talk to and bounce ideas off of and not like be completely isolated. Um, so outside of that, what is bringing me a lot of joy is taking care of my lawn. I've officially become a lawn guy. <laughs> I, I've hit that stage of home ownership. Uh, uh that, that was actually really funny when um my dad became that guy so like when my parents got a new house they got like a large um like a large front yard and like they're basically on like half an acre and so my dad's like i will not mow and he got the riding one my dad, <laughs> my, my, yeah, my, <laughs> my dad's a long guy now <laughs> i so, feel like it's, i feel like it's an essential stage of black home ownership <laughs> yes no yes it definitely is like my my yard my front yard is it it might be like it might be 12 feet right it's not big at all my backyard whatever i'm already planning on astroturfing the backyard <clears throat> and possibly replanting some tulips that i might have killed i'm not sure yet we're gonna wait it out oh the tulips <laughs> they're really delicate yeah uh as i'm learning as yeah, i'm learning uh uh bulb plants specifically uh but yeah you know doing all right can't really uh complain on that front the the other thing that's really bringing me joy is if you've been checking in with the one piece book club i didn't expect uh 
Asia Seeker to stick with it as long as she did. I honestly thought she would just do like the intro and then I just have rotating guests in. But it turns out she really likes it. So I'm like, okay, let's just ride this journey with her and see where it goes. Um, and I hope she's not listening because she's about to get to the part where you cry over a boat. Has this whole thing been an exercise in trying to get one of my best friends to cry over a boat? Oh, no. <laughs> it hasn't not been an exercise to get one of my closest friends to cry over a boat. So Your closest friend is definitely going to cry over that boat. Oh, and she was talking trap. Like when they first get to water, so she's like, oh, yeah, get a new boat. Fuck this boat. I don't care about this boat. Then the boat started crying and she was like, wait, no, not like this. And I'm like, you don't even know. You don't even know. That's because you are a terror. <laughs> I'm not not a terror. Okay. Like I, part of the reason why I wanted Eric to watch Code Geass with me was because I wanted him to see the Princess Massacre, and I wanted his like I wanted his live reaction to Princess Massacre. So okay, maybe I am a terrorist. That maybe I am. That the sounds problem. like that did sound like coordinated. That sounds like a coordinated terror <laughs> attack right there you just described. It really does. So, hey, um, dynamite. I mean, it's fine. My my category is that you're a terror. You're a terror. You know what? Guilty. I, no, no, you know, you know how I know I'm a terror because when part two of the Final Fantasy VII remake comes out and Eris dies, I can't wait for everyone to realize that she's going to die again for real, and you can't bring her back, or that saving her is going to cost someone else. That's what I'm waiting for. Wait, what's gonna oh, happen? Yeah. Well, no, that that whole thing is off the rails now, right? Oh, we yeah. no, it's not off the rails. Like they're they're keeping. I mean, but they're you, they're keeping I mean, the intent of the story. They're right, keeping right. because, like, the, but what they're also doing is they're also saying "fuck you" to fans who yes, ignored, yes. who yes. ignored the intent yes. of the story. Yes, so they're, they're they're doing two things at once, but it's not off the rails. The rails are set. Oh no, I think we're going full Kingdom Hearts, baby. Yeah, we going there. I think we gone. I think we are all so, the Kingdom Hearts. I I think while keeping the original intent of FF Seven, yeah, they are going to go full Kingdom Hearts to prove what the original point of the first game was, because so many people missed what the point of the first game was. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm saying this is a fu to the fans, and when either Eris dies again and you can't stop it. Or you have to swap Tiffa like, for Eris. But she has to die. What if she doesn't, though? Someone has to die. I mean, she should have. Like, a death has to happen. I mean, technically, some other stuff should have happened, too, that did not happen. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's <laughs> Can't wait. It's can't wait. I didn't know that there was a possibility of Aerith not dying. Oh, the story has changed. Like, like that, from a certain point, the story is just different than what you yeah expect. like it it's hard to talk about without spoiling but it is masterful storytelling oh. i was shocked so there's a possibility i'm, I'm of... not shocked because it's actually what i've been waiting for but it's also part of why i have to buy it in the full installments oh yeah, yeah. i can't i can't oh I, and i'm really hoping that they just let me choose the japanese voice acting English, I didn't. Oh, you had a big problem. I think we last time we talked, we talked about that. I have a massive problem with it. I have a massive, especially because, like, like I said in before, is like the choice was specifically done by the localization team. Like it was, it was a specific changeover 
done by the localization team. It's not, and it wasn't, and, and it was, it was, it was repeatedly asked for that not to happen. So like, like Japanese Barry is very different and comes across very differently. Like the words of course are like the same, but there's, there's actually like a massive difference. He's not like this goofy ass character. He's not a black exploitation trope. He's not a black exploitation trope at all. That was that was a decision made by the localization team. It was, I, and I, I think that will be cleaned up in the second part of this. But at the same time, I think that, I don't I, know because I can't well, trust them because well, they well, said that they weren't going to do it before. Well, I think a lot of that was intentional, but they went too far because a lot of what Barrett says, like versus no, the people, words, are fine. Actions. Yeah, versus words versus actions are totally off. They can match right. that up. It'll be fantastic. So yeah, yeah, I agree with you. And that's the problem. They they didn't match that up. They made him a black like like Justin said a black exploitation trope. And again, the the fact that that was a decision by the localization team, like if like the again the Japanese like um, dialogue matches the actions. Right. It yeah. matches it. It makes and it makes him a different character. So oh, yeah. yeah. So I, that's yeah, that's I, why I'm just like. <laughs> <laughs> I can't listen to it for 200 hours. I can't do it. <laughs> same time we talked about the same thing last time. Yeah, I forgot all about that. Yeah, I had a huge. I had, I was like, it's like if it was something I could ignore, it would be okay. But I can't ignore it. <laughs> it's like I don't know if you've ever stepped on a cactus burr. <laughs> You can't actually ignore it because even if you try ignoring it, it itches because there's actually like venom in burrs. Hmm. Random fun fact: cactus needles have venom. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's interesting to know. I didn't. I. I. I it's okay. I, I. How many parts of Final Fantasy remake are there going to be? I think four. I, they haven't. I yeah, they have. They've had. They've said it. It was going to be in four installments. So the. But they also have to do all the other parts of that story. I think they're going to, well, their plan, the original plan as announced was four. They could probably change that. If they want to include everything, they're probably going to change that. Or if they decide to cut out like all the side side quest stuff, they can do it? Question mark? I think they're going to be making... No, they can do it. They can do it for installments easy, even with the side quest. Because what nobody remembers is the last third of the game is empty. It's just side quests. My bad. They said three parts. Good luck. Three parts. Good luck. No, they, they can do it. Nobody remembers, like, nobody, like... Well, because all of, all of this three is getting the ultimate weapons and Northern Cavern. But, right, but, all of that's optional. Do we know that now? Do we know that now? Because we should have... They made a 15-minute sequence, like, I a whole game. We that's the whole also game. true. Also like, we true. Don't know what is going to be in what part of the game? That, that's the scary part. And, well, we don't know what's going to be in what, but again, like it, like the last third of the game of the original game is literally optional side quests. So they're probably going to span those out better, and also, and like you can you can fit a lot of game in an installment now <laughs> they couldn't they couldn't do that back then they can do it now so i could i could easily see it 
I can very easily see it. Okay. The 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 third the third uh like the third disc of Final Fantasy Seven uh, originally was actually like the meat of it was actually really short. I haven't played that original in so long. Right. Yeah. I I, um, I try to like remove nostalgia lenses on old games <laughs> by um, replaying them every so often. And I actually did replay that one fairly recently. Okay. Okay. That's good to know. Okay. I, I, my re- I remember very little about Final Fantasy VII actually besides all the grinding to fight the weapon. And to know that that was pretty much the latter third of the game normally is um, good to know. Because I don't remember anything but fighting the weapons and being overpowered because that took about 30, 40 hours, extra hours of my young game time. To knock that out. (laughs) Not young game time. Yes. I mean, it's true. When you're younger, how you play games is so different that you are just ready to 100% a game to the point where you don't even realize what the main game is and what the side game is. You don't have a concept of it. There's no online game. There's no multiplayer. There's no patches. You bought it. You're doing the thing, and you don't have to think about it. So I don't know why it took me so many years to realize this. What I just started doing is when I'm like playing, like, JRPGs are really grindy. What I've been doing is instead of just, like, dedicating, like, a section to grinding, I just start doing it as I'm going through the game. Well, that's what I do. When I was playing um, Lost so, Odyssey, you would just pull over, like, in every place you go, you would just spend a little extra time there, right? Yeah, you could spend, like, 15, 20 minutes right. and then, like, continue on your way. And it also gives you a little break from when you're like, I really don't want to be in this dungeon to uh, not spend extra time in that dungeon. <laughs> and you're fine. You're okay. As someone at the end of Dragon Quest Eleven, or I think the end, yeah, that's those are both very great tactics. Because <laughs> that's exactly what I did. I said, here, kid, here's this controller. Go wild. And it was the first level, and she couldn't die, and I got all the XP I would ever need. Listen, y'all are, like exploiting your children yeah, need uh, to like not bring this into this conversation. Right. That's um <laughs> you put her to work. That's not what we're talking about. You put you put yeah, you put, I, you put I a don't... child a child that's a child labor issue that we don't have the personnel to deal with here on this program. Right. The fact that like I like the fact that I'm even talking to Justin still after he put his he had his child doing the gathering relics in Final Fantasy fourteen. <laughs> like I don't know if I want to talk with him. <laughs> He was like, oh, yeah, it was super easy. And I'm like, excuse me? And he's like, oh, yeah. So I ended up giving it to Jonathan. And I'm like, oh, I see. No, we can't talk anymore. I mean, it worked. I mean, it worked. (laughs) Yeah, but in the same breath, you can tell me, oh, it wasn't that bad. No. I mean, it wasn't. You had your child do it. (laughs) No, for me, it wasn't that bad. Right. I mean, I did the hard parts, you know, like driving the boat. <laughs> Try the boat. Got, you oh, know, okay, driving the boat. boat and see. Setting up the tactics, maybe. So mm. she hit that button over and over and over again. Mm. Now, to put this into perspective, uh, for the gathering relics, like on what, like you have to gather like five hundred of an item, like a high quality item. So he just. Blacksmith was 800. Uh, No, that's the last step. The last step is like 750 of Uh, one and then like 84 of the other. 
or 20, well, anywhere from like 30 to 80. Yes. Yeah. So that's the 800 one. I don't, I don't know if Jonathan's done that step yet. <laughs> I'm not a monster. <laughs> I mean. Okay. <laughs> listen. Listen. I'm not going to say exploit the youth, but if you're going to exploit the youth, you can't use it as a bragging point. <laughs> I mean, you can pay them and it's fine. It's like then it would just be like regular labor force. Like you can pay your children. I don't know what you can pay your children. I follow the Amazon model. I pay you with food and shelter. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, that does. I mean, it's fine because they can't be trusted with money anyway. But then again, like billionaires use that logic on like us as adults. <laughs> so I. Yeah, like I wasn't kidding when I said the Amazon. We we had an earlier episode of Ad Space where we talked about Amazon setting up the the homeless shelters and just how evil that is. Like that that is oh yes, you can come in our homeless shelters. You know while you're trying to get back on your feet, you can work in our warehouses that are right across the street. And you know it, it's listen the fact that they're the cause of the massive homelessness issue here, and they're like we're gonna fuck them, fuck them. That is. Uh... <laughs> That is for real <laughs> diabolical. Not gonna yeah. lie to you. Um, like, like I think because people keep saying that like Jeff Bezos is like Lex Luthor. I'm like, no, Lex Luthor actually has some ethics. Yeah, Lex Luthor's not a monster. We t we keep Lex we, we, Luthor we, is not a actually monstrous person. We keep we keep yeah we keep bringing that up. Um, if Lex Luthor ran Amazon, we'd all be better off for it. Right. Yeah, he's if, like the actual philo like philanthropic right, bad guy. Right. He would well, actually like, he, like, he, he actually has human ethics. Right. He doesn't he doesn't care much for Superman and he's got his own ambitions, but everybody who worked at Amazon Lex Luthor run Amazon would probably pull in about forty bucks an hour. It would be the yeah, most it would be the most desirable labor job in America. Uh one of our uh, viewers is like they're the company from Sorry to Bother You. <laughs> And I can't argue with this. It's completely 100% accurate. Uh, before before we move on to uh, to BAP, I will say my favorite scene in Justice League, the animated series, is where Luthor is in prison and the guard is walking with him. And he says, hey, how's your kids doing? Did they, how do they like the, the new game system? Yeah, they like it even better on their stereo. And I'm like, oh, okay, Luthor, yes, you're bribing the prison guards to get preferential treatment, but you know the families, you know exactly what they want and what they need. You're giving the dude a car. I see you, Luthor. I mean, right. <laughs> I mean, I don't understand. And I've said this all the time. The biggest problem with America is that they want nationalism for free. But if you send everyone, if you set, if you pay for everyone's dental and send everyone's kids to college without questions asked, you get stormtroopers forever. <laughs> like we always do this thing in America. We're like, we'll pay you two dollars an hour to go fight and die. No, we will pay you all one hundred thousand dollars a year to go fight and die. A lot of us will say yes. The problem is we're not it's not it's not reasonable. We don't we we are not given a way of life to defend with our own lives. If we had one, we would do it. <laughs> like we if we were all comfortably paid and taken care of, we would all if anything we if all of a sudden if we want like I said, if we wanted to go if America wanted to go full Sith 
and be like, fuck Mexico, we're going to invade it. And we were all pulling in six figures or nearby or near it. Then, yes, I'd be, be standing on the top of a boat and I'm proud to be an American. Right. I'll be right there, man. I'd be sitting, happy sitting in my red lightsaber and my metal arm like a fucking champion. If I can find America supports black lives, giving us all fucking reasonable, we're all pulling in about eighty-five to one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year, no matter what the fuck we do. Even if you don't, we don't have to work or nothing. People are getting insurance and stuff. Yeah, and then you can get this American nationalism nonsense. Sure, we'll go invade wherever. Where are we going today? What you got? Where are we going? Oh, bro, what are we doing? Right, it's the problem. We don't. We we want nationalism for free. If we paid for the nationalism, we'd get the fucking nationalism, which is why no one in, um, what's it, Latveria, where Doom, no one says nothing about Dr. Doom. Nothing. No one in Latveria says anything about Dr. Doom. Ever. Because they're good. They're cool. <laughs> this is very true. Nobody like, says, you don't ever hear nothing from his people. If everyone else in the world has feelings about Dr. Doom, but the people he takes care of are like, nah, yeah, all right. He did what? That's crazy. <laughs> and then they just walk away and then they walk away that's wild man wow about that they go back to work in the two hours a day a two hour work day like yeah man that's crazy he in space now oh, he learning ma- oh wow he killed dr strange that's crazy i guess he's a sorcerer supreme good for him man good for him so yeah dr doom is a very interesting dr doom is actually a really interesting character yeah. interestingly written character yes it's very critical i'm not going to go off on this tangent because this is half an hour it's very critical how the mcu handles dr doom if they choose because he's um no, he's they're a, going to i mean oh the mcu never mind sorry yeah i'm not <laughs> mcu yeah if they handle doctor how they handle dr doom is going to be very interesting because he's probably the most interesting character they'll put on the screen for the next decade whenever they do he will if they do it right he will be the most interesting character um jonathan hickman is literally in your office disney <laughs> sitting there oh you have God. no excuse no. <laughs> like he's lit he is literal. wait i think because he, he oh, i think a while ago he's anyways disney he's literally on payroll it doesn't matter where he physically is he's on your payroll currently writing one of the best x-men stories i've ever read in my entire life hit him up he's, he's right there he's right there just hit him up text him right now you guys are acting like kevin don't already know that <laughs> i mean we can trust <laughs> him we, like we can, that, I, I was like Kevin. I'm like, oh, Feige. <laughs> who you yeah, thought we were? Who you thought we were talking about? Mister God. Wild. <laughs> I thought. We were, what, well, what Kevin did you think we were talking about? I'm curious now. No, I'm just Kevin not Garnett. Used to hearing Kevin Johnson. His, no, I'm just not used to hearing his full name like that. Okay. That's it. Okay. But before we go That's on it? this, before we get on this rabbit hole, Bap, how are you holding up? I'm good, actually. And I, I I put this on Twitter earlier. Um, this pandemic, I know a lot of people are struggling, and I get it. I'm, you know, I, I get my days too. But like, compared to the last like three years, I'm fucking good. <laughs> like, a lot of stress and a lot of other stuff is gone. You know what I'm saying? And I got a new job. You know what I'm hey, so congratulations. Oh, yeah, yeah, man, I can't. I I, I have a, I have a working I have a working theory about that where the fact that we're all finally in the same boat to the degree we're all in the same boat is bringing uh-huh. a bit of relief to the people who were always there and everyone else was like, "We're fine. We're fine. It's fine. We're fine. I'm fine." 
And now people yeah. are like, more people are like, we're not fine. And you're like, fucking finally. And then you just feel a little, just a smidge, a drop less insane. Just a little yeah. bit. And it makes a difference. Such a difference. Just yeah. So the, the interesting part is, is like, so, you know, a popular uh, Republican talking point has been like, suicides are up from isolation. So they finally got the data and the data is completely the opposite. Suicide rates are totally down. Right. Yeah. Like massively down. Right. They're like, they're like actually, they're way lower. Listen, the, 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 <laughs> the, it's it, being able to go outside, see a person and be like, nigga. And they'd be like, mm-hmm. And then that's it. And everyone knows what everyone knows what that means. <laughs> yeah. There's nobody can fake it. No nobody way. can fake it except the real fucking far ground people. But you can spot them. They're like fucking cobra operatives with the fucking cobra fucking regalia all over their fucking clothes. You can spot them from fucking miles away. You know those people. You don't need to fuck with those people. But the people you can fuck with make it real clear they're not having a good time either. So you're just you're less on an island. You're still on an island, but it's a different type of island, and it's not the same. It's not so many people telling you that you're wrong, and it's not so much gaslighting bearing down on you, unbalancing you. So I get it. Congratulations on the new job. I just and to let you know how my last year ended. Um, my car, remember this? Do you remember this when my car caught on fire? My car <laughs> caught on fire at the gas station. At the point, right, your, your car caught on fire. With the gas nozzle in the car. I take it out. A man turns around and says, hey, man, your hood's smoking. I'm so depressed that I don't notice that there is smoke coming out of my hood. I push my car, open the hood, and literally four feet of uh, flames fly out of my car at the hood gas station five five maybe five blocks from my house i'm doing a lot better guys did we ever figure <laughs> out what the problem was with that by the way what, uh, what happened i don't know it had to be electrical because i had just got it worked on but oh, that is definitely an issue that, was an assa- that is first of all i gotta find your mechanic because that sounds like an assassination attempt and i'm not cool with that <laughs> You said you just got that shit worked on and that shit almost exploded suddenly. Like you were cool, right? And then you sent that shit to the mechanic and then that shit explodes, nigga. Okay. 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 Okay, uh, Joe the mechanic. If that's your real name, probably go back there. You probably ain't even to work there no more. Everyone's, they'll be like, hey, man, where's Joe? And they'll be like, who? You know, Joe. The guy who worked on my car. What the fuck are you talking about? Joe? We don't have a Joe here. I'm just saying. I'm just saying you might want to launch a you might want to launch an investigation, just a mild one. Don't go in Listen, too deep. But there are questions I, to ask. You need answers. We need answers. I think that uh, it was around, it was about time. Like that, it was like watching. It was like watching your baby die. Not like the <laughs> baby, but like your, your life. Just the, the last ten years, your life just bye. <laughs> it was great. It was the, great. the relationship was the relationship just ended. Yeah, it, it was, was like, it was like a good ending of a relationship. It was like, thank you. I'm not sure your car trying to take you out is a good ending. Listen, I just, I it just, didn't succeed. It did it not didn't succeed. <laughs> and then it waited until I got all the way over to where there is no gas at, and then decided to fly open. So 
She held out, I mean, to the very, the, the, the dang card held out to the end of the end of the end. I loved it. Great. Um, also, I, I, I got to talk about this now because I don't feel like we're going to have a chance to talk about it. And so this is a pro Xbox podcast for the most part. What's for the most part? No, pretty. Uh, we're, we're, uh, we all, we all, yeah, we all like our, we all like our discount game subscription thingy. We like it. I, it's going to sound real bad, but I bought a PS5. Hey, congratulations. I am very excited about it. it congratulations is, on your PS5. It is a hell of a system. It has some great games on a Ratchet and Clank uh, remaster for PS5. Looks like a cartoon. Just looks like a Pixar cartoon. Um, and other games, Ghost of Tsushima. I got Assassin's Creed Bacon. That game is fucking phenomenal. You were Listen, right. like Rat- I said, the only Rat- problem, the only problem with it is that it comes after Odyssey. It, and it's so long. I can't. Oh, it's so long. Um, but yeah. Anyway, it's a huge game. I mean, that. I mean, that's. I mean, that's the Assassin's Creed games now. They're just. They're just very huge. <laughs> I miss my Xbox. <laughs> I should have bought a One X or a are, are, are you not enjoying your Final Fantasy 14 machine? Are you not? Oh my god, I haven't turned my PS no, I haven't turned my PS5 on in a week. I haven't even had it plugged up because my Xbox has been plugged up. My Series X. Not my Series X though. Xbox One X. Yeah. Yeah. Just because I want to play my games. <laughs> like, yeah. I, w- I want to be in the ecosystem where I know where shit is at. PS5 is so confusing. It is like so dense. <laughs> you are not locked into that ecosystem. It is like fuck. I I just you're getting you're getting roasted in the chat map, so I'm going to need you to <laughs> <laughs> Bougie straight up like, "Are you not amused?" <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> the the frustrating thing about PS5, all the quality of life improvements they made to the four, organizing your games by folders, the party system. I had um, a four. I had a four. It was good. Yeah, they they scrapped all of that for whatever this UI is. It's awful. Well, the thing is, is like I had a feeling that was gonna happen because they did the exact same thing when they went to PS3 to PS4. Is they removed all the utility that the that made the PS3 really awesome. Because it, it just it was like there was so much organizational utility and it was great and I was like that's actually what what the biggest reason I wanted a PS4 and they got rid of all of it and I was like oh nah fuck and then they put it back a and year they before they got rid of it back and then they removed it yep and I'm like but why <laughs> why why are you removing something that makes it good but it's not even about the <laughs> PS5 stuff to me like I would be able to deal with that like I understand like games that, are out for either system like you we're not getting ps5 games yet you know or xbox series x only games but the problem is i have so many more games on series x that are getting that bump anyway and it's just like damn it but i i do i will say ps5 is a great system if you have one and you locked in that ecosystem like that's where your games are gonna be great for you I don't know how the backwards compatible thing is going to work. I think they're going to work on that over time. They, they, have, have, they have to. They're not going to. No, they're not going to. They never have. They don't. They don't do backwards compatibility they, they like did. that. They, they didn't. Different games. Then no, they they literally just resell the games. 
Oh boy. Yeah. So I say they, they, they didn't do it from four to three. They didn't do it from three to two. They're not doing it. That's they're, it. They're, they're specifically not doing it. They better um, move on their, their player base because. Well, I mean, I'm, most of the player base just kind of understands that. I mean, the, sorry, the core player base right. understands yeah. that. Uh, um, I feel like it makes me feel like I'm not a real, because my thing is, I don't I don't have a PlayStation and I never got a PlayStation 4. It's the same reason as like I don't really want to buy a whole new I don't want to really step into a whole new gaming ecosystem. Um because most of the exclu- like there's not enough exclusives on PlayStation for me to step into a whole new ecosystem and I'm just like I just don't. I'm literally like oh I just don't care that much about like getting a getting a PlayStation and then stepping into the PlayStation ecosystem cold each time. I'm, and I was like I guess I must not be that much of a gamer, I guess. Cause I just like my Xbox. Yeah. I treat my Xbox like I, like someone would treat their cell phone. Now that's uh, categorically un- it's untrue, but I feel like it sometimes. I'm like, cause some people people be out here like you know like like bap and just kind of like jumping into it, and I'm like, I couldn't be me. Brand new shit, brand yeah, new in 2021. Chill. But also they like games when Sony is firing on all cylinders, they make phenomenal things absolutely like like god of war right now playing on my ps5 looks ridiculous like just phenomenal miles morales on ps5 ps5 i mean it looks beyond worse so they can get there but the the whole thing like you said those is the whole backwards compatibility thing uh compatibility excuse me i can't I have so many games, and the and then I have Game Pass. So, the games that I have to purchase on PS Five, I'm I'm already getting on Game Pass, and that's the I, other portion of it. It's like, damn I, it. I don't think, and this is um this is probably the most biased statement I'll make. Uh, what do you say? I said that's all I'll say about it. By the way, uh, um, it, with my rant. Oh, uh, listen, I. It doesn't seem like an ecosystem worth the amount of money that I would be paying for one of these next-gen consoles or the hassle to go get one, considering the ecosystem is going to be closed in about six years. And the fact that it's closed to start, like, I don't understand what, like, I don't understand how it's worth the money if they don't care. And it's like, like, I've been playing games for 20 years now. I kind of like the acknowledgement that I've been playing video games for, no, since I was 13, I'm 37, about 25 years I've been playing video games. I kind of like that acknowledgement, especially because my first console, my first major console was um, PlayStation 1. It would be great if Sony was like, oh man, you've been here since Tekken 1? Well, shit, nigga, have Tekken 1 for no reason. <laughs> ain't nobody, yeah. ain't nobody, ain't nobody playing Tekken 1, but like, I've, like, I've never, out of all the That's things. That's people play Tekken 1. What? That's not even remotely true. Tekken oh, no, no. I'm saying I wouldn't play Tekken 1, but I have Tekken 1 because it was the <laughs> first game I got with my PlayStation. I'd have Tekken and Ridge Racer and NBA in the Zone and Battle Arena Toshinden and Jumping Flash because those were the first games I played with my PlayStation. But, like, Sony doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> and that's hard. Sony literally does not give a fuck. Uh, Sony doesn't give a fuck. But again, like, you know, that's just like different value systems when it comes to gaming. And, that's... you know, everybody's going to have different value systems. You had to, when the PS2 came out, you had to buy a third-party attachment for your memory card, your PS1 memory card to work with the PS2. I remember PS2 games used to work. I thought PS2 and PS1 worked 
I thought PS2 so was... So the a... games were... Certain games worked, but the memory cards themselves, if you wanted to use your PS1 memory card, you had to get that third-party attachment. Um... Or, or what you had to do was you had to have... Well, P- actually, PS1 memory cards do work. Okay. Um, they... But... So when they came out with the slim model, they changed that. So it's on the old brick PS2s that the PS1 memory cards don't work. But on the on the newer, like on the slim one and on the silver and on the white, because each of those is actually a completely different generation with like boosted PS2 specs. Um, those those will read PS1 memory cards, but you can't save PS1 games on PS2 memory cards and vice versa. So you still have to keep both memory cards. That's what I remember. Okay. okay. So, but on the original brick, you couldn't play it. The PS1 memory cards didn't work until they finally did a, um, I think they had to do like a firmware update. A firmware update so you could add a virtual PS1 memory card to your PS2 memory card. Yes, there we go. That was it. Okay, okay. It's all coming. All right, it's all coming back to me. Okay. And after yeah, that, they, after that, they and then they just it. like built it into the into future models. Okay. Yeah. I missed the PlayStation Three that played all the PlayStation One and PlayStation Two games. I guess super hyper value. Like I, th- I, I didn't care that much because I was like, oh, cool. I'll get one. I'll get a PS3 whenever because obviously they'll all be backwards compatible. And then they put the kibosh on that. So the PS3s were like 900 bucks forever. <laughs> the ones that played PlayStation 2 games and PlayStation 1 games were a thousand bucks cold for years. They still might I be. I literally have one sitting not two feet away from me right now. Yeah. Next, <laughs> oh, time, my- next time I have the money to spend, I have to buy a like a new PS2 so and just put it to the side until my current ps2 dies which my ps2 is still alive i've had the, my current ps2 since like 2006 that's a, yeah that's how you know <laughs> that's how you'll know i'm rich is you go into my house and they'll just be like this shrine called an o2 ah eh, sure fine where it'll have all the playstations just this just them it's like yeah it's a shrine too yeah all right fine fine sony have it your way and it would just be PlayStation 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5 just there on Please one monitor. Please don't call me out like that. I'm going to need you to not <laughs> do, call do, me do you out have, like do you have that. A sh- do you have a shrine to eh, find whatever? <laughs> I mean, I like, it's not a shrine. Everything is like put away in dust, like in boxes right now. So they don't get dust on it. But like every, well, everything I don't play right now. Well, yes, everything right now is in, in, a, in a box where it can't get dust on it. But like. You know, one day when I might have money, I will straight up, like, have an entertainment center that's built. So, like, all I have to do is, like, change the plugs and I can just play whatever at any time. (laughs) But but the actual entertainment center is just going to be, like, you know, like, have, like, glass doors on it. So, again, no dust because, like, I do not. But like enough air to keep things from overheating. Yeah. Anyway, that's gonna that's be a fu- that's, gonna, that's gonna be future. Uh, bacon. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, be one yeah. of those people. You absolutely should be. I and it's very impressive, by the way. Mm-hmm. Like that, no shade. That is very impressive. Mm-hmm. 
that's like, gonna that's gonna be me right now like i said right now they're all in like bins like you know my atari my n64 my ps i have like two ps1s because people just keep like one thing too is once people figure that that you collect old consoles and things they'll just be like here's a whole box like just full of shit and i'm i'm i just want 25 bucks for it and i'm like thank you or they'll just be like here is my dedicated collection I am giving my collection to you because I know that you will take care of it. Like I've gotten people's entire like PS1 and PS2 collections just because they're like, I can't hold on to this anymore, but it needs a good home. (laughs) (laughs) So that's gonna. For the record, I would watch an entire show about you being handed people's collections and the stories of why they have to give you the collection. Like, every day you just sit in someone's house and they give you a flashback for 45 minutes of what happened and why they're giving you their their their, their solid gold PlayStation 2 or, like, their 100 Nintendo 64 games or, like, the, uh, or some custom edition Smash condition GameCube controller or whatever. You know what I mean? I, I would watch that show. I'd watch that show. Oh. You would watch that show. It's a great, be a great <laughs> yeah. show. It would be, I mean, Antique, Antique Roadshow does that shit, but I mean, with just a little more sizzle on it, it would be great. And more black folks. Be phenomenal. Yeah, like, my best friend gave me his, and I still have, like, you know, those old, like, those old school, like, CD sleeves? Right. Like, with the zipper. Mm. I still, like, have it in that <laughs> because I, like, I would feel bad taking them out of that. So I'm just, like, I'm, I'm trying to preserve the integrity. <laughs> I'm here for it. Yeah. Right, so Bacon has a shrine. This is absolutely ridiculous. It's not a put together shrine, but all one day it will be a put together shrine. If you have all the pieces for a shrine and it would take you six hours to do it, then you have every you have a shrine there. You just literally have a do it yourself shrine there. You're ready. You're ready to do it. So you have it. And that's our goal now for the program is for you See? to have the ability to just set that up comfortably. See, bougie. Uh, I like because like you just said in the chat that you got that case from Ikea when Ikea was new like I have like I can't get rid of it I have to keep it like it's a it's a relic (laughs) right do you understand in the narrative of that CD case the fact that Ikea is new would set the time period so cleanly in a narrative that Ikea was new to the point where you have to everything about the everything about the collection is collector including the case with the collection in it because the scale, the time was, this time, Ikea was new and everyone in the audience like, oh, shit. <laughs> right. Oh, God. So. When Ikea's like, I remember that. Right. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to throw this out there. I'm just going to throw this out there before we get into the meat of the program. Because I know Justin has a hard stop. He has a hard stop. Um, so I won't keep anyone. Um, while I was making fun of, um, Outriders, aka Loot the Game, um, I became a big fan of Loot the Game through no action of Loot the Game itself. Um, in, in, uh, Destiny, there are, um, Destiny 2, I'm a very, I'm a, I'm a very prolific Destiny 2 player. There are something called Grandmaster Nightfalls. Which, um, have you functionally doing a Nightfall at negative 25 light levels under light? All the time. Like, Bungie, lock that in. You can't level up to get make it any easier. You start it, you're 25 levels under. That's it. 
And um, I've been, because they're now, there have never been rewards attached to it, just bragging rights. So I've been doing it with some people off to the side. But a vast majority of people have been like, ah, fuck it. Now Bungie has put rewards in at the end of them. So now I've been doing the hardest content in the game with about a dozen people who are just straight up like the, just like the Marines from Aliens. And it's just so much. It's over, man. They're everywhere. What's happening? And I've been doing that for about a month. And it's just like people are having anxiety attacks. People are freaking out. People are getting wiped by ads. They're getting killed by everything. They don't know when to do their supers. I'm like, just do just do anything. And I've been guiding people through that. And well enough, you know, uh, but as a result, I've been playing Destiny at the highest level at the most difficult content for about a month. And all of a sudden I put on Outriders and it's stupid and everything runs towards me and I shoot it and then loot comes out and rock music plays or whatever the fuck. And that's it. There are no raids. There are no strikes. If there's a narrative, I certainly don't give a fuck. And as a result, I actually like it quite a bit. It is, um, as the kids say, a vibe. But the game didn't do anything but sit here. Um, I am so tired of involved gameplay that I actually just want to shoot things and have loot come out, but have it not be Borderlands because Randy Pitchford is a ghoul. So it's like Pitchford-free Borderlands. And that's great. That's it. That's all. I like the game. Yeah, no, it's like it seems like good casual fun where you shoot things and explodes like cotton candy. It is. And if you're in if you're in that space, like if you're like, man, I really want a deep involved with the game. I want a deep involved evolving world. This ain't it. And you're like, I just want to shoot things and have good things come out of their bodies when I shoot them. And please, by all means, it was what we thought what it was going to be. It is every inch of what I thought it was going to be. They they don't make games like this anymore. This is like a BSB game, right? Like this is like uh, what's the Star Wars game Jedi Force Unleashed? It's like that, right? This is this is like get some popcorn, talk to your boys over uh, right. uh, the chat. That th- this ain't like I need to be all in on, um, but it is it is fun. Right. That's all I say. Yeah, it it is it is um very simple um yes. and the value the value in it is clear especially when you're an exhausted gamer who plays too much of one game and then you become the sherpa to uh, adults several other adults who also want to do the same thing it's all very tiring just just shooting mutants is great and then it's, it's great it's flawed and there are flaws we will get into but it doesn't matter i'm also on. i got it on game pass i didn't pay anything for it well, so that's that's what I was going to say. I, I am I am glad that all of you are enjoying your death metal destiny provided by Game Pass. Um, yeah, that's another thing about the ecosystem is every so often there are about ten games a year that are much better because they're on Game Pass, and I think the developers know that. Like whatever, like um, Outriders launched with several technical issues, and also because of the fact that it became so popular, none of the servers were ready for the amount of people dying to play fucking Outriders. So the service collapsed immediately. Crosspay was shot. I don't know if it's back up, but 
it buckled under the weight of how popular the game had become from its demo. The developers were not prepared, and I don't blame them. But because a good chunk of the audience had not paid for the game, we were all just like, cool. And we just put our headphones on and skateboarded away and came back when it was ready. If we had paid for this, if we had put forth the $60, then we would still be, we would still be stabbing their, their charred corpses right now with pitchforks right now. Just idly, pa- just, just stabbing them to pass the time. But because we didn't pay, we are. All right, cool. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, sure. Cl- closing thought on the subject. Sony, you could have done this with yeah. PS Now. Sony doesn't care about PS Now. They don't. Nope, they don't. Whoa, 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 they don't oh, care. Hold on, hold on. Do, we, do we have to, can we, for two seconds, talk about the fact that MLB is coming out on Xbox One day one? Yeah. Oh. Isn't Game that on, on Game Pass? Yeah, so it's on Game Pass. Yeah, and will be the show, the the exclusive that in the West it. for PlayStation. That, yeah. that is the Western exclusive for PlayStation. Game Pass Day One. Good yeah. luck, everybody. What What about uh Sony over there? I mean, you know, I mean, this is this is Microsoft's plan. Is to just yeah. have you just playing games and just be just and start noticing the difference. They they like I said, they, they, when they got Bethesda, nothing will change. There will be no such thing as an Xbox exclusive Bethesda game. There will be the Game Pass exclusive game where you either pay zero dollars or fifty nine dollars. Same thing with MLB The Show. Like all right, well, you know, we got baseball here. No, well, you can keep your baseball. You that's it. You can keep your baseball. If you want to try it here on Game Pass, yeah, go ahead. It's few, brilliant. It cracks me the fuck out. A few Basically, years. Mm-hmm. And, and what people need to understand is like Xbox is like we're not competing with other consoles because they're they're not they're doing something completely different. They're like we're competing with Steam and um, GOG. <laughs> like we're not competing with other. Yeah, we're they, not competing they, with other stuff. <laughs> we're not part of like people. I swear. To, People were fighting with me on this. I'm like, the console wars are over. Now, gamers might not understand the console wars are over, but the console wars been over. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like ga- everybody gamers, went three different directions. Gamers formed their gamers TM formed their personality around being consumers. And once the thing that they were consuming were no longer in competition, they still had to show that they were consumers. My identity. And what what bugs me is um is the weird consistent argument from gamers TM that negates the ability for us to reach us reach an even understanding. Like say if you are a PlayStation fan, right, then you do in fact have some of the most magnificent exclusives ever created on your console. Like just some of the most exquisite single player exclusive games ever made. Ever, 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 ever made. However, in terms of infrastructure, it's vastly inferior. And that both of these things are true and all of these things are fine. And I think in the in the refusal to acknowledge this stuff because we fight over games, we were bred to fight over games, we can't reach any holistic understanding of why you would buy one console over the other console or why would you buy both consoles and why we don't need to fist fight over it because they're doing such drastically different things that it's a question of what do you want to do? How long have you been playing this? How long have you been playing that? What do you want to play? We're good, healthy questions we could be talking about and discussing. But we're still having arguments from like 2004. It's a waste of time. And now, 
God, it is. It was 2004. Jesus. Yeah, we're listen. No, I. They're bringing out the Ninja Gaiden compilation, and the last Ninja Gaiden game came out in 2011. Ninja Gaiden three, and I'm like, what the fuck is life? But anyway. <laughs> Uh, speaking of that, um, there's going to be a new DLC with uh, Screech of Rage 4, and Estelle's going to be playing. You get to play Charlotte Flair. Let's go. Yeah, BAP showed me, and uh, and uh, I, I was like, oh, I get to buy it today because I'm so used to things hack. I don't track things that are coming. <laughs> so when I see things, I'm like, oh, cool. When do I get it? And I'm like, oh, uh, the oh, the end. Oh, I see. Later on this year. Oh, I see. It's, I, it's April now. I see. I track things when I'm not. Sorry, I track things when when I'm not playing two to three different games. When are you not so, playing two to three? Wait, 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 wait. That's a weird. No, sometimes statement. When are you sometimes not it gets playing? down to one game when because I'm waiting for the second game to come out. So, like, right now I'm only playing two games, but I was only playing the one game while I was waiting for Bradley Default to come out. You were really only playing one game? Yeah, I was really only playing one game. Because Comcast and I were fighting, and because Comcast and I were fighting, I couldn't play um, Assassin's Creed because I'm I'm cloud, I'm playing that through the cloud. So, because Comcast and I was arguing and I were arguing, and I didn't get the I didn't get that situation fixed until Bravely Default Two came out. Uh, okay, that makes sense. Okay, because <laughs> um, I, 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 I have to I have to say this for the audience because it just made me laugh. Um, one of our illustrious listeners just said that they're going to take LJ's voice and spread it on toast because it's buttery. Excellent. <laughs> Guess, guess who it was, LJ? <laughs> well, I, know, I know who it was. I already like. I don't even have to look at the chat. Like I already know. Who it was. I'm, a, I'm. Listen, this is more. This is perfect. I love that. Please, please get. Please get. Make it weird, chat. Like, don't hesitate. I obsess over. I obsess over soundscapes, like what people's voices sound like in a group by themselves all the time. So the fact is, is that hey, listen, listen. If you're getting into it, get into it. Share your thoughts. Don't be bashful. It's good feedback for me. If LJ might feel weird. I don't care. Put in the chat. It's- See, I don't feel weird because he's heard my voice before numerous times, like for the last three years. All right, whatever. It don't make a difference. That's strong. That's strong resonance right there. Is in someone who's used to your voice is still struck by your voice every time. That's good vibes right there. So good. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Keep it keep going in the chat. Go go crazy. All right, LJ. Speaking of LJ, you have the floor. Because you want to talk about a thing. Thank you for being Okay. Here. Because you put this idea in my head, because on Facebook you were talking about Kareko's basketball. And I'm like, oh yeah, I enjoyed that show when I watched it. And it's on Netflix and Crunchyroll. The dub is actually really good, surprisingly good. Um, so I'm watching it and then we were talking in our group chat about just how Kuroko's basketball the, sh- the, the, the story, the show, the manga at its core loves basketball yeah right like it, it, it does all the standard shonen tropes of teamwork and friendship and perseverance okay yeah it's a sports manga it's gonna do that it's sports shonen but also Every decision made 
within the confines of the fantastic world that it's building makes basketball sense. Yeah. Like at no point does anyone do anything that we're like, oh, that would never happen in a basketball game, no matter how fantastic what's going on is is like that that just doesn't make sense. Um uh I would actually say the basketball tactically um now this is a this is an all strong reference. Um the basketball it makes the most sense of anything since like blue chips. That is a deep cut. That's that a, is a deep listen, cut. Listen, the thing about blue chips. I don't, I don't even know what that means. There was a movie with Shaq and Penny Hardaway in it where they were college recruits and they were like, it was about corrupt college basketball, blah, blah, blah. But this uh, Nick Nolte went and recruited essentially like Tony Stark with the Avengers. Uh, no, like Bruce <laughs> Wayne in the Justice League movie where he was just walking around trying to find the fucking Justice League, whatever. He definitely did. Uh, he was. Yeah. He's just yeah, walking around. He's just, he just put on a suit and just flew around. Yes. Anyway, anywho, Nick Nolte did that. And found Shaq and Penny, and Shaq was playing in the bayou, but like playing in like a secret basketball court in the swamp, whatever. Anywho, the basketball was accurate. What he was looking for in terms of his team, he wanted, he got it, it worked. Basketball worked. And still to this day, it's probably the most tactically accurate basketball I've seen in a movie where it all worked to the point where corruption had to bring it down. Not anything (laughs) that happened on the court in the movie because the team was actually f- almost virtually flawless it was a well-designed team by nick yeah. nolte but go on please corrupt no so like to your point the saren saren high school we're following saren high school the way the team is constructed in the first slight spoilers well I, it's a sports manga you can't spoil it they it's win cool. of course they're gonna win like no actually sports manga is specifically the one genre where you can't spoil it. <laughs> yeah, like you, you, you know they're gonna win. The 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 joy and excitement comes from seeing how they win. Um, but in that first season, they're flawed, and like me and my basketball eye watching this, I'm like, oh, okay, eventually this is gonna catch up to them. They have Blake Griffin, the 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 two main characters. One is Blake Griffin, and one is Mono Ginobili when he couldn't shoot for those first three years. I remember those three years. Those were three very stressful years for me as a Spurs fan. We had Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili, and Tim Duncan, and Ginobili couldn't shoot, but he kept trying to shoot. Anyways, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna relive those I, years. I, I always <laughs> argue because I always argue because Kuroku wouldn't shoot when Ginobili yes. did shoot. I think Kuroku is had a lot more in common with Ben Simmons now than he has with Manu Ginobili, who was not bashful. <laughs> Kuroku was terrified <laughs> of shooting. To the point where he well, had to deploy. Uh, anyway, I will not, I will not derail. Please, I'm sorry. Continue. Well, no, no. I would say it's more. Kuroko is more in common with Jason Kidd's last two years, where he knew he couldn't shoot and wouldn't shoot unless it was an absolute emergency. <laughs> <laughs> where he was like, "Look, if I'm shooting, that means something has gone horribly he, wrong here." That was his. That was like his first few years. First few years. His first few years, he didn't shoot. His last few. You know, he's like top ten three pointers made. Jason Kidd now. Yes. 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 Top ten. He he was backloaded. We'll say those three pointers he took and made were backloaded in his career. He did not take them when he was a young man. <laughs> um, but no, Kuroko understands that he can't shoot, so he doesn't. He's just really good at passing. Like that. His whole thing is just these fantastic passes, but he can't handle the ball because he. The only thing he can do is pass. So I'm like, cool, you've got Mono Ginobili, you've got Blake Griffin, because all Cogman can do is dunk. He can't shoot. He can barely rebound. All he does is dunk. 
<laughs> and I'm like, I mean, in high school, this works, but eventually you're going to run up against an actual team. And oh, nope, they solve the problem. They get a center and then they turn into the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> they turn into Mike D'Antoni, seven seconds or less. Go, go, go. And like, I'm watching it. I'm like, this makes perfect basketball sense. They have a center. That, they have Jokic. They have Nikola Jokic. Yep. The center just, all right, I get the rebound and throw it. And throw, run, run. And I'm like, I would actually watch this I, in I, real life. I love the fact like, that they made a big deal out of him being both a center and a point guard. And everyone, he was like, yes. don't worry, I'll, I'll initiate the offense. And everyone's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. So this came out in what, 2011? I don't remember. We're going. Okay, let me look. I w- yeah, because so, uh, it the the idea of a point forward wasn't I guess, yeah, popularized. Would, I guess that would be wild back then. Huh? Like the, Amari Stoudemire was a freak of nature. The um, now he's the standard. The uh, I'm trying to think about that because like there were some there were some teams trying to do it and they would get shouted out because like I said I I grew, I'm a Nick, I'm an old Knicks fan I grew up with Anthony Mason yes. and. Uh, and no one understood what the fuck was going on with Anthony Mason. So, oh my God, Kuroko's basketball started its first issue appeared in Shonen Jump two thousand and eight. Yes. Oh, so they had a point forward. Wow. So that person who wrote the story actually really, really, really loved basketball. Kiyoshi's be... appearance, the center, he first appears in two thousand and ten. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Well, that, the person... I, was read- I was reading Shonen Jump specifically at that time because it's also about the time that um, uh, Shaman King had come out. As oh. Well, as um, the first One Piece. And that was all around the same time. Hey, you see Justin? You see Justin how his face was like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. So that was like, I specifically remember reading because that's when I was actually buying the the real life issues because abs didn't really exist back then (laughs) so i was actually buying like the the issues of shonen jump specifically so i could like you know go through Kuroko's basketball and um uh one piece which was great and also uh i got really into shaman king i remember when that debuted uh good luck netflix by the way that shaman king remake good luck I remember the back half of Shaman King. I remember Choco Love. Good luck. Oh, didn't they, didn't they like re redo him for the for this new anime? They redesigned him, and everyone was like, "This is so racist." And I'm like, "Oh, y'all went outside. Y'all don't remember." You can't do oh, right. They're like, "This is terrible," and I'm like, "Go Google him. Go no Google no, Choco Love 2008. Be, he was re- it was really bad." It was like it was like high offensive. Like it was I, almost Mr. Popo level. He was, yeah, he was basically Shaman King, Mr. Popo. Oh, I, I will say it's worse because it's an actual black person, right? Whereas, <laughs> Mr. Well, Mr. Popo was actually supposed to be Indian, which makes it like people always forget That's that. Even worse. Yeah. Anyways. No. No. Uh, uh, Japan's like super racist against India. Like super super racist which is funny because they use like a lot of the like the religion in like everything <laughs> yeah. but they're just like fuck the people so uh fujimaki tadatoshi tadatoshi um 
you could tell they really love basketball. And even so the the main antagonists are the generation of miracles, these these five prodigies that are super good at basketball. And Aaron made the point that each one of them is basically an NBA player, right? Like you said, Almine is Kyrie Irving. Yeah. Which I didn't see it until you said it. I thought Akashi would have been Kyrie Irving, but then you said, no, that's more like John Stockton, Chris Paul. And I'm like, no, that's, yep. that fits. Right. Like he, he, he is this superb point guard, makes perfect passes. His special, his special ability is just he breaks your ankles in the most dramatic it, like it, it is the most mundane crossover. It is called but it, the result. It's called the Emperor's Eye, where he sees so yes. far ahead that <laughs> all of his dribble moves work because he's watching every single muscle in your body move and he's able to change direction based on the muscles in your body and where they're twitching. So it looks like you just got crossed over violently, but he just like went <laughs> left to right. But because he just we well, just literally timed it perfectly with like your quad and you're like ab ab your fucking lower back or whatever that's it and yes the emperor's eye he sees everything however that's the product of um severe trauma as a child yeah <laughs> so he's his trauma is so severe that he split into two personalities with one personality having the emperor eye which allows him to see all the things in the court and um turns him into a tiny terror a little dictator but yes he's also the best point guard of all time as a result because his other personality allows him to anyone that has played 2K, he has spicy dish. Every time you get an assist, you get on fire. You're in the zone. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. You're the single most broken person in this series. I mean, I was watching and I was watching with Erica and we were like, because they were showing the other generation of miracles pretty comfortably. And I was like, that one with the red hair must be the Demon King, considering these other dudes are already <laughs> under overpowered. So that dude with the red hair has got to be the Demon King. And he did not disappoint. And I was like, oh, I see Demon Emperor. Oh, okay, my mistake. But yes, he did not <laughs> He did not disappoint in the slightest. Like, he, he gets it through the power of friendship. He learns that, like, basically the whole, the whole thing is each of the Generation of Miracles are like, I am so good, I don't need teammates. Yes. And they get beaten and they learn that they need their teammates. Akashi learns that lesson right before he's about to lose. Like, oh no, I need teammates. We're not fucking losing. <laughs> yeah. My favorite thing is that it's uh they are they are my pride over losing. <laughs> yes. My, one thing I one thing I realize now that we're talking about it is that the generation of miracles aren't assholes because you ever see shows where the assholes are assholes because assholes are assholes, as opposed to an yes. actual reason. And like, there's a legitimate exploit exploitation of young of young talented basketball players that happens in real basketball. <laughs> like the 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 school that they went to realized they have five NBA quality Japanese players, which fuck <laughs> right. <laughs> and so they were like, we're going to shuttle those five guys out because usually they let everybody play. They rotate guys out, so there are whole ass games where your best players just don't play, so other people can play. And they were like, nah, we're going to have these five players play every game against everybody all the time. So they just shuttled out five over 99 overall players <laughs> every time to beat up on um, 12-year-olds and 13-year-olds <laughs> for had a They had a six-foot-nine 12-year-old. Yes. <clears throat> and everyone's attitudes... <laughs> Um, everyone acquired the appropriate response to being 11 and winning hundreds of games in a row by 100 points. 
Like, yo, their, their middle school was basically AAA back. Like, it, it was AAA basketball. Yes. Like, it, it was the those little shoe camps where they shop the kids around different schools. Like, okay. The Allen Iverson story that people are accustomed to in basketball that played their way out of the hood, we have legislated that out of basketball. The only way you get in the NBA now is through these prep schools. And these prep schools chew these kids up and spit them out. And that's what this middle school was. So as I'm watching this, I'm like, oh, wow, this is actually what happens in America regularly. Yeah, somebody really did their homework. Somebody really likes American basketball. And uh, And so the... What I did appreciate, though, like the again, like the way all the different teams are built, the team with uh, Minarima, Steph Curry, they're an inside-out team. If I have a dude that doesn't miss from the three-point line, I don't need any more shooters. I feel like I feel like we're downplaying for the audience, like we're downplaying the incredible power that Minarima had. Because some because Kuroku deployed magic, like he was he was so <laughs> vehement about not shooting the ball that he deployed straight up magic on everything like some of the ball players were good like um i forgot the name of the uh purple haired giant fellow um uh, yeah murasakabara he was he's a big man he was a talented big ball player um uh, he's 12 years old and six foot nine right but he was pretty good at basketball <laughs> but he was also seven feet tall far too young to appreciate it which also makes sense um, but I felt, but, but Minorima, Minorima, he, uh, he can shoot, he has infinite range as in he has the ability to shoot a set jump shot from anywhere on the court. And the court is a nice 94 feet long. So he can shoot an 80 foot jump shot from the moment you inbound the ball. He can literally square up and shoot. And he never misses when, if the shot leaves his he, hand. When he did that, when he inbounds the, when they inbounds the ball and he shoots it from there, I was like, Oh, they mean literal infinite range. Infinite I range. thought they meant like half court. Yeah. Which, again, 2020, I just saw Dame Lillard and Steph Curry trade half point jumpers yes. in an all-star game. Yes. So that is an actual utility now. Yes. This little child is shooting from the inbounds and missing and not missing. No. Like he's just splash. Yeah. I I would fight. My favorite thing, they also said the thing that his shot arcs so high that his whole team gets back on defense, which is the problem. So he's so, <laughs> his shot arcs so high that he never misses. So no one tries to get the offensive rebound. So as soon as he shoots the ball, his whole team gets back on defense. And by the time the ball goes through the rim, they're all set up on defense. So not only, you can't even like run after misses or push the pace or anything. He shoots it. You have to wait four seconds, and the other team team sprints back on defense, and then it goes in. And you inbound the ball, and they are already waiting for you every single fucking possession. The the utility of a man with a seventy five <laughs> foot jump shot that never misses. Oh, uh, but then when they finally find the way around that, which is, oh hey, if I actually just like stand in front of you and try to block your shot, you can't get around that. He incorporates the rest of his team. And again, the decisions he makes make perfect basketball sense. I will draw them to me and we will kill them on the inside. So so as someone who is not as well versed in basketball, like I follow basketball. My my girl played basketball. Like I know it, but I'm a football guy, right? So I, I know that well. You're not describing this well enough. 
this is like imagine if Dragon Ball Z did everything you're saying. Yes. Like, yes. The, 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 anime, <laughs> the anime levels are pumped up to 22. It's good. It's good. So, but there is a moment where Kagami tries to dunk over Baby Shaq, and Baby Shaq blocks him, but they treat it like a beam fight, like complete with the portrait screaming at each other. Yes. And they're pushing it like a. I'm like, this is so over the top. I love it. This is perfect. Yeah, uh, uh, Taiga, the uh, Blake Griffin fellow, levels up his dunking ability till he gets the super ability called Meteor Dunk, where he jumps so high <laughs> that he then throws the ball down into the basket at such a harsh angle that no one can block it. So it's not even a dunk. He's just throwing like this type of vertical three-pointer down from like five feet over the rim straight down into the basket as hard as he can. No Remember one can when Blake Griffin do. used to do that consistently? Yes. He couldn't buy, he'd throw the ball into the basket. You stop him in midair, he'd overpower you and then throw the ball into the basket. It was so violent and disrespectful. My God. And then Kyrie, I think that's your favorite, right? Baby he, Kyrie. Well, he's my favorite because he is Kyrie Irving one to one. Because my thing about Kyrie Irving is as much as we like, I love him. Like I call him Negro Cybermind. Like he is, I've never seen, if you look at Kyrie Irving, like if you look at him his whole life, like old highlights, everything, no human being has ever guarded him successfully. No, no. one ever no. since he's been a child, no one's guarded him. And seeing who he is now and knowing that at the top of the food chain, no one can guard you. Nobody. I now have empirical fucking data. That no one can guard me. I'm going to take a week off. I'm out. Um, don't even ask me where I'm at. Listen, I'm going to turn my phone off. I'll see you guys on Monday. I'm out of here. So I get it. On Kuroko's Basel, what's the name of the guy again? Uh, Almine. I mean, I, 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 I yeah. I always forget. I just fuck up his name. Um, yeah. So him being so good at basketball that everyone gave up and he lost his will to play because everyone lost their will to play against him. And he's just sitting there on the roof of the school and the manager has to drag him down every day for practice. And he doesn't want to practice. I'm like, yeah, I get it. No one's Dog. been able to guard him. And this is like basketball. Like I said, he's not deploying magic. He's not deploying a hundred foot set shot. He's not seven feet tall. He's just better at basketball. He doesn't have a split personality. Nothing. He's just objectively better at basketball than everyone you put in front of him. And he always has been. The, the part that's hilarious that the dub just can't capture because streetball is a thing in America. When they say, oh, my God, his ability, it's streetball. <laughs> I'm <died> laughing. <laughs> it is objectively the funniest thing because all it's just he is Kyrie Irving listen he man makes impossible shot dog he does one shot where he lays par like he jumps goes parallel to the court and shoots straight up and makes it I was like get the fuck out of here. Bruh, there was this time there was I think it happened like last week because I think Harden's turned his hamstring so it's been Kyrie yeah. running point there was some time he was double teamed at the top of the key. He pivoted, he pivoted, and then Kyrie Irving split the double team and took this left-handed fadeaway push shot and banked it in. And he turned around before that. He knew what it was. That was his shot. That left-handed, fading, split the double team, men hanging off of him, push shot from 18 feet away, glass. And he just went back up on defense. And I was like, this is why I say what I say. 
He realized there would be a three-minute-long monologue about the fact that he's shooting a left-handed fadeaway with two guys on him, completely confident in his ability in his in his ability to hit the shot. So yes, I get it. He is Kyrie Irving, one hundred percent, and I appreciate Kyrie Irving more because of the because of Kuroko's basketball. <laughs> I don't mean I a, will say he, I like when she made that comparison. I'm like, yeah, I get it. Like there, there's a moment where he gets fouled. He put he shoots the ball behind his back, over from behind the basket into the back. I'm like, I'd fight this little nigga. I'm sorry. Right. Like, I, I'll take a hard foul. You not no. You're not playing no more. You you're just not playing anymore. Listen, that's my favorite thing, <laughs> is that he is subjectively good at basketball, and that's my favorite thing about that character. He's just he's objectively good at basketball. He's the he's the best ball player on the show, to the point yes. where he's just. He, he, you can't, he's hard to manage, and I'm like, I get it. <laughs> like, it's, it's so real that I'm like, I cannot imagine being that good at basketball by 10. <laughs> I cannot imagine averaging 45 points a game at 10. At 10 years at old. At 10 years old. To being this coordinated to the point where, and my favorite, also, like, I like that they have this detail where it's, it's, this, <laughs> it's the most anime thing, where they have so much power. It's true, but it's funny to hear him explain it that the generation of miracles are so gifted at basketball that they actually might hurt their young bodies by performing moves for grown basketball players too young, so they have to conserve their power. <laughs> and we will never see them play at full strength because that might cause long-term damage for their bodies at such a young yes. age. Imagine that to be so good at basketball that someone's like, it might destroy your body <laughs> to be this good at basketball this young. It's fair warning. You might want to pump the brakes on it. <laughs> so you, you might hurt yourself. The Speaking about Howard Fowles, there is a hard foul team in Kuroko's basketball. Their whole strategy is hard fouls. That's uh, all we do. What was the name of the name of the heel the heel team leader? I was my, he was my he was one of my favorite oh, guys. Oh, hold on. Hold on. You're talking about Hanamai Hanyamaya. Yes. His yes. whole thing is you gonna get these hard fouls. We gonna put the elbow in your chest. They have a step on your ankles. They have a whole team. They have the generation of miracles are the five best players, and they over they overshadow the previous year's five best players who are called the uncrowned kings, and he's one of them. Yes. Um. So there's a group of players who are slightly worse, <laughs> and they got completely overshadowed. And their own stories to hear their own stories, and it's, one of them is just this dastardly like pro wrestling heel. And my favorite line is he's like, what is it? What is he as like a uh, diamond? What is it? What is it? Um, it doesn't matter whether you're um, a good player or a bad player. If you're hurt, if you can't play, you're no, all that, trash. That, that's it. What is it? That, no, that's what it is. It's um, it doesn't matter how good you are. If you're broken, you're still trash. Right. If you're broken, you're still trash. And uh, yeah. And he had he had hand signals. He had yes. nudges, winks, whistles, clicks die taps he was going back he just hit the back of his leg and all of a sudden somebody's diving into somebody's leg and then i know what's going on way off in the background i'm like bro this could the 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 deceit the duplicity the heel work is classic this this is what white people thought the detroit pistons were i was about to say they just did the the work (laughs) i mean they weren't I mean, I mean, well, it, as a, as one of the things, and this is a, another basketball tangent. I'm sorry. As a Knicks fan, two things you realize: 
One, they would have never beaten oh, no. the Bulls. They would have never, never. beaten the, never. the Bulls. In New never. York, growing up in New York, the most delusional fan base, we all <laughs> swore up and down we had the Bulls every fucking no. year. Every fucking no. year. Everyone in America was like, nah, you ain't got nothing. In New York, we would get to a fever pitch, frothing at the mouth. We could take the Bulls. So as a grown man, detached from it for decades, I look at that game and I'm like, we had no fucking chance to beat no. the Bulls. Not at full strength. No. Not. Absolutely not. But also, I realize that we were also not as good at the bullshit as the Pistons were, which hurts a little bit. <laughs> Because we no. tried to do the bullshit that the Pistons did. We tried to slow down the game. We tried to get physical. But the Pistons had all the talent. They had goons, but they had talent. They had talented goons. They had talented also. Isaiah Thomas was a goon, but he was a top five player. <laughs> they had Joe Dumas. Uh, and they had they Joe had, Dumas. They had Rodman shooting threes. They had Rodman, Rick Mahorn, Bill Embiid. They had skilled defensive and offensive players balance up and down. They were scoring. They were defending, and they were knocking niggas on their ass. The Knicks tried to do that, and we, <laughs> we. That's the thing that hurt the most in my in looking back at the Knicks playing the Bulls is that we tried to do what the Pistons did, and we sucked at that too. The funniest part about that for me is like, because I grew up where I grew up, like, listen, if you're from Milwaukee, there's no illusion about any of your sports teams <laughs> at all. <laughs> there's none. We have no illusion. So we'd be like, it really, so like when we cheer on our teams, we really cheer on like the progress that they make. Like any progress is fantastic. Like it's, it's great. Like. I remember when, um, you know, the first time the Brewers made it to the playoffs in like a decade, I was just like, I can die happy now. Right. And <laughs> but, but so like at that time, you know, when it came to basketball, we were like, you tried. Now I'm going to go cheer for the Bulls. The um, it's funny. It, it's funny. You know what, what it is? That? You know what it is? It's that um, that type of lack of delusion was actually really fun to observe because Packers fans. Because Knicks fans were always like, we're like one player away. The Knicks fans are still like that. They're fucking out of their mind. I'm not going into that. But the but but Milwaukee sports fans could see the writing on the wall. So if the team was a legitimate contender, then like the crescendo rose realistically. And you know what I mean? And I and I I I I, I that's why I'm not a Knicks fan because you can't have an objective <laughs> conversation about the New York Knicks in New York with Knicks fans. But I would love it if I could have an objective, like, like Milwaukee fans, Brewers fans, Packers fans, Bucks fans. They're super objective. They're having a good time. The team is good. No, it's really funny. It's like, I, like even you know, relating back to the Packers, like this last season, people were like, oh, the Packers are gonna make it. And I'm like, no, they're not. And they're like, aren't you a Packers fan? I'm like, yeah. They're like, but and I'm like, no. You don't understand. Well, when it really matters, the team chokes. Oh, I mean, I mean, they got ran. Like, into, they ran. Like, I mean, they ran into the bus. they lost to the team that won the Super Bowl. So I'm not going to necessarily. I'm not like, going to put that on them. They, they, no, the no. Buck, when, when specifically when it matters and it's against something, they're up like against the team. They're objectively better than they choke every time without fail. They never should have kicked that field goal. If Every they don't time. kick that field goal, they win. Oh yeah, they yeah they should. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have done. I that. was screaming. I was I, screaming. I, 
I mentioned that to Erica. I was like, I don't know why I wouldn't just want to head lose with my losing my best quarterback of all time. Like that's that, that's that's where that's what you see. You sink on that ship there no, with is, that captain is, throwing the ball. And that's what it's like. And it was just like I'm like, this is the most Packers thing that has ever happened. I'm so, just like, why? So bringing that back to Kirko's basketball, there's a moment where they're like, get back on defense. They're like, no, if we're gonna win this shit, we're gonna win it with the ball in our hands. Fuck it, let them score. I don't. What? Two for one. Let him score. Fuck it. I don't care. We're putting the ball in our hands, and we're we're not winning this on defense. It's not happening. No, we're not getting a stop. It's not happening. Oh yeah, I remember that they were. Oh yeah, they were trying to spend the whole game trying to figure out how to figure out. Yeah, they were trying to figure out. Oh yeah, we didn't get to the shapeshifter fellow, the model yeah. fellow. <laughs> so one of the generation of miracles, I will. I call him Kobe, and this is not shade to Kobe, because. Kisei's ability is he can copy if he sees someone do something he can copy it to perfection Kobe Bryant modeled his game after Michael Jordan he took all of the best parts of MJ's game and made that into his own that is not shade to Kobe Bryant that is literally what he I did mean, I mean I mean he did he did all I mean, the that's t- literally yeah. what he did <laughs> he also took some of the he took some of the best parts of Akeem Olajuwon's post game as well and um, I mean and I mean if I mean he oh if he, he, he yeah he he did that yes he was yeah, it's a so, skilled basketball player. Yes, Ke- go on. And, and Kisa, so Kisa, they're playing. Oh, they're playing Saren. And this is actually the game where Saren is like heavily favored. Kai Joe just uh, Kisa's team. They just don't have the horses, right? Like at this point, Saren is firing on all cylinders. They literally need Kisa to copy all of the generation of miracles to just have <laughs> a ghost of a chance. And even then, it gets dicey. <laughs> and the coach is just like. Fuck it. I'm put we're putting all of our hopes on this 12-year-old kid. If we get if we win, we win. If we don't, I it is what it is. I'll send this kid out here with a bat. Like he he has an ankle injury. And he's like, Coach, I can play. He says, Look, I'm gonna be real with you. If you go down, we lose anyways. They need to hold it down for five minutes. If they can hold it down for five minutes and not be down more than 15, we got a shot. Like, coach is literally telling the team, look. Y'all can just keep it to within 15. I got you. They almost don't let it go to 15. They're, they're just getting worked. And the coach is like, fuck it. Kisei, do it. Save us. Yes. We, we put it all on you. Do the thing. <laughs> and I think in that game, Kuroku, who also has the power of observation, that's where his magic and deception and his teleport powers work, is he observes where you're looking, so he like manipulates where he manipulates where he's going and where the ball's going based on your eye line. So where you're looking, yeah, he reacts to where you're looking. So he's sitting there looking at Hisei the entire game, trying to observe the weakness in his game so that they could possibly win and possibly make a stop because they can't stop him from doing anything. And then at the end of the game, he realizes that uh, we couldn't stop him at all. We had to let him score. <laughs> no, I, after careful observation, we can't stop him. We could not stop him. We must. Yes, we have to, let to him, just let him score. We have to let him score. <laughs> let, he, Kuroko looks, because I love the way the anime does it. Kuroko looks at the scoreboard, looks at the clock, and says, okay, cool. Just let him keep scoring. They can't keep up. <laughs> as long as we keep scoring with them, it's fine. Oh, but objectively, we can't stop it. No, it's not happening. I swear to God. Uh, the, we're going to, we're going to, I think we might have to return to this. No, I mean, we're going to have to. Like, there's there's so we, much, there's so much, there, is... there's so much to discuss uh, on the program. Um, it's shockingly well written. 
<laughs> and it's about real basketball and literally pulling apart each game, uh, choosing a game and pulling it apart in great detail because the episodes do. Sometimes a one game yeah. is like four episodes for for the record. So it's the, not us. Ex- la- Go on. Yeah. The last game in the manga is 27 chapters. Right. So it, if we pull apart a game in great detail, it would actually be very respectful to the source material, which will make one game last five episodes and not flinch. <laughs> so, yes. And it's not dragging it out. It's like real basketball. And I swear to God, looking at the thought process of someone trying to pro- how to defend Kyrie Irving after he scored 18 points in a row through a three minute monologue of him going through all the layers of self-doubt, training, coaching, his childhood. His father going to be disappointed in him. Who is he? What? <laughs> how he was raised? Where he was raised? How long he's been playing basketball? When he started basketball? When he stopped playing tennis to play basketball? Only for this moment to be dominated, to feel that pain <laughs> with right along with him. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. The, the last thing before we close out, there's a moment in one of the games where the team is up four with like. One second left. Dude is about to shoot a three-pointer. He goes into his internal monologue saying, I should just let him score because three is less than four. (laughs) (laughs) And he fouls him while he's doing his body instinctively reacting. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, It's great. I'm going to watch some more tonight. This is just like it. I can rewatch Kuroko's basketball all the time. It's, it's great. If you're listening, uh, give it a watch. It's good anime, Hopefully and I'll it's good basketball. And I'll, I'll, I, I, I do have to say, like, even if you don't understand like sports or basketball, like it's a really fun watch because it is peak anime, like peak anime ridiculousness. It's just clearly the creator is a basketball nerd. Yes. Yes. And, and that's so the thing. That's it, that's where the extra comes into. Right. It's so good like, anime. I mean, it's good anime and it's good basketball or it's good anime or good basketball, depending upon where you're coming from. It's all good. Right. You so. can imagine it's just a reverse uh, game of uh, like ma- you're at a magic school now. And there's data's wear basketball uniforms instead of robes. Also, I like I, I, I have I have feelings about the fact that the um like it's so cute that the two best players on every team pair off like this little platonic boyfriend <laughs> couple thing. I, I actually think that's fucking <laughs> oh, no, adorable. It's so I love that so much. Their relationship between these gentlemen is just the most precious fuck they're all the most precious beans <laughs> pairing off with the other Ak- best player on so, the team. Akashi school, the Ray Allen XP. The author confirmed that he is gay and dating someone at the school. Oh, yep. um, hold he on, one gay. of them. Hold on, one of them. Is, one of them is. I think he's. I think he made. They said that on the show. They had actually alluded to that, and he didn't say anything. Like they made it. They made a comment that would have seemed like a joke, but he actually just was like, "Nah, you're right." Yeah, because he keeps hitting on Hugh in that game, yes. and Hugh is like, "No, right." And he's not saying anything derogatory. He's like, "Come on, man, you gotta play some basketball." <laughs> no, he's like, he's like, "Dude, you're trying to distract me." He's like, "I mean." I'm just saying after the game, <laughs> you and your friends can get me and my friends and we can be friends. <laughs> I absolutely uh, can we like I said, the, the the dynamics and everything going on in the show. I know we're approaching Justin's hard stop. So we will, like I said, if you would like whatever closing words you have to say, but we're not done with this because I didn't realize there's like 
five hours of content in this fucking series. I don't know I, how you didn't realize. I honestly thought this would be like a 30 minute discussion. I thought we were going to talk about five, five as well, but God, yeah, nah. this is so good. Now nah, we can, we can do another recording that'll get into five, five. Um, whenever we all have extra time, we can just do like a little extra episode. Well, let's just do it when five, five comes out. Yeah, it comes out Tuesday. Oh God, nigga. I just, I'm not ready. I have so much work to do. I hate this game. I keep, I keep getting distracted. I, I keep like playing together. in front lines. I keep going together, and then all of a sudden I'm fishing, and I, I can't. I'm... Yep, that's the trap. I, I got to bounce. All right, uh, my friend. Thank you, for, thank you for being on, my friend. Yeah, it's that like, oh god, fuck this game. Like the the worst part about this game is like, like there's genuinely like a lot of stuff I want to do. Like genuinely, there's a lot of stuff I also need to do before a patch. And like, what am I doing? I'm sitting here and doing front lines. <laughs> I'm just like, I can't. like I still have to finish my relics. <laughs> I have crafting to do, and I, I'm like, I haven't started my third step of my relic. I'm so behind. Like I haven't done any of the the raids that that are needed. I've just been sitting on it. And I need to really do all that. So. I mean, if you okay, I, it's like, not my axe is glowing. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm like, if you don't want to do it, like. You don't have to do it. It's just like essentially at the end of the day, it's a glamour item. Right. Um, well, it'll it, and it'll be best in slot, but at the at the same time, because it's end of the expansion, best in slot doesn't really matter. Yeah, I guess not. Huh? Because you can you can get like a decent, like if you're not raiding, it especially doesn't matter. I mean, but, the gear has those augments anyway, right? Um. Wait, sorry. What the Bolger gear? Uh, yeah, there's augments for the Baja gear, um, which again, you don't need unless you're like, I don't know, you live in it like I do. Yeah, fair. <laughs> I mean, I really like having haste. It's great. I love it. It's my favorite. <laughs> haste gear is fantastic. Um, but again, you don't need it unless you live there. Right. So... Cause like if you live there, you get you get and you see the benefit. Like it makes it makes a hundred percent sense if you're in there. But if you if you're only in there like super casually, it doesn't really matter. Get your and fragments. Can, that matters more. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, I got a ton of fragments. Um, and they, didn't they say they're raising the level cap, or is that? No, they're raising the level. They're raising the metal cap from um, fifteen to twenty five. Oh, okay. Which and I I. Think they're going to be doing a new instance area that like the yeah, translation the translation it? said they did show it the translation said there's gonna be a new baja area and i'm like Ooh. thank goodness i'm, I'm just what I'm, like brown it's getting a little little much i mean it's fine i don't mind it but i also like i don't know if it's because like i just by nature don't mind super grindy content um Oh, Which I don't I, mind the content. I, I I don't mind it at all. Well, well, the, I mean, what I mean, like, so you know, with grindy content is me, it usually means that you're in the same area for like ever. Yeah. Um, I just I'm mostly I'm mostly okay with that. Um, I do try to diversify like my areas if I can. So like when it was the when you had to run like six level sixty dungeons, I was like, I don't fucking care if anti tower is the fastest. You won't catch me dead in that more than once. I absolutely refuse because one, that place puts me to fat 
that place puts me to fucking sleep. But like, I can't do the same dungeon like eighteen bazillion, bazillion times. Right. Um, uh, even if it is objectively faster. So I do. While I do believe in diversifying content, I can also just like kind of I can hang out in Baja for like hours, and it doesn't really bother me because I my brain just doesn't care. I'm I'm, um, I'm at the mode now where I'm falling into the trap of I just want to try a little bit of this class, and maybe I try a little of this class today. Realms just trying to poke at what my healer is gonna be. Um, that, that's valid. Um, I definitely like that's one thing I always encourage people to do is you know like branch out, find what classes you want to play. Look, I'm enjoying samurai, and it's screwed I'm, I'm up my it's samurai too. Samurai screwed up my entire life. I had I had I had I had the exact amount of greed down to a science on my ninja. And now I'm on on samurai and it's all fucked up. I just like I just want to die. <laughs> like I'm just I'm just like I will die with this last hit. And of course it doesn't help that like the whole samurai thing is like die with honor. And I'm like my class quests are telling me to also be greedy. I'm like no, I worked so hard to literally get it down to a timed science on ninja, and now here we go. It's all messed up. <laughs> No. rotations gotta love them oh my man it's awful it's not even just the rotations it's the idea of it like that i must get as much damage done as possible before i die it's not even like get out of the attack it's i must i i must die getting this attack like living be damned i will get this damage off even though it's just like but you screw up your damage if you die who cares that's my dancer we don't Listen, like, we don't like to be in the fray Listen, it's bad. It's like affected all my classes. It's affected me on Machinist. It's affected me on literally everything. <laughs> it's affected me on everything. And it doesn't help that I already play my Scholar, which is a healer class, like in specifically melee range. So it's it's all funny. Uh, but yeah, the patch is coming out. It's coming out on Tuesday. None of us are ready. Some of us are is super ready. I'm not ready, but I will just have to learn that I will never be ready. We're gonna learn some stuff, and we're gonna learn all sorts of stuff. All like all kinds of. Basically, five point five is gonna be the the um the calm before the storm. The storm being the expansion that's gonna hit and fall. So we're gonna a, a lot of a lot of shit's gonna happen that none of us are gonna be ready for, and it's gonna leave us every all of us on the, a massive cliffhanger. So and that's I, gonna be interesting. Like I can't imagine y'all that have been playing for longer than I have. Like. I've been playing just over two years, just that. Uh, what, a year and a half, too? Um, mm -hmm. The stuff that is about to start getting resolved, I'm like, oh, my God, I can't imagine if waiting waited uh, 10 years for this. Like, oh, gosh. Well, like, the worst part, the, 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 the narrative is extremely good, so they just kind of, like, they just, like, keep you, keep you at it, keep you on it. And it's always like they constantly answer some questions and then now and then they like have much bigger questions. So we're right now we're at like some massive questions, just massive that will maybe one day get answered. Well, no, it will be answered with this uh, the first section of this new expansion that's going to happen in fall. And I don't, I'm not ready for it. I'm not ready. I'm not emotionally ready. I'm not. 
any kind of ready. I'm no prepared. There's going to be new classes, which are going to relate to narratively to the main story. And I'm just like, eh, no, oh my God. Oh my so God. it's, it's going to, I'm excited. It's going to be really good. Um, yeah. Aaron, did you have anything uh, you else you wanted to bring up? Any other topics? Um, um, I I reiterate the fact that I, I'm actually going to ask. Um, I'm going to go forward with this plan to have people helping me choose which indie games to buy. Um, I mean, to play, not buy, but to play on stream. And that's about it. Um, like I said, you can hit us up on Twitter, UN Fridays, uh, like United Nation Fridays. And uh, chime in on uh, whether you would like the idea of being able to choose um, what games I play. Uh, if, I play uh, make a, if I made a list, you know, about 20 games or so, everyone kind of choose and we could go from there. Um, but other than that bit of housekeeping, there's nothing... Um, I think we are um, good to go. Um, we could talk about more, but that's why you have other episodes. Yeah, because there's definitely so. some stuff I wanted to bring up. Like, I wanted to bring up um, Intel's new side project, but I really wanted Justin to be there. All right. Because, um, right. in, yeah, Intel's new side project of, you know, a, a, adjust the language you want to hear. Oh, yes, I saw that. The uh, racism slider, yes. But I, I like uh, Justin just has like this lovely level of like technology. I like picking his brain over. Oh, okay. So then we'll bring him back and we'll we'll rely yeah. on his expertise. So we'll we'll just we can we'll we'll probably do a recording on uh, either Tuesday or Wednesday or whatever day next week, and then kind of you know dang well you ain't doing no recording on Tuesday. Uh, I didn't say I wouldn't be playing during the recording. Right. Just like I'm totally not playing during the recording right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when am I not playing during the recording? I think somebody one day mentioned that they could hear the buttons clicking in the background, and I went, mm hmm. It's as to the ambiance. It's I right mean, here with us. I mean, it is. I mean, I have a thing. I, I love the sound of people playing video games. I love mechanical keyboards, wooden arcade cabinets, joysticks. I love that quite a bit. Oh God, wooden so. arcade, ca oh, wooden arcade cabinets. Oh my God, I, it's like like I don't know. That should just be a whole ASM ASMR channel right there, just like button clicking. It's uh, oh, and like the thump of the stick, the, the thump that you're getting from the the wood. Right, oh, it's those uh, classic. Oh, some of those old pinball like machines. Yeah. Oh, I love that sound. That sound is the best. Dealing with some nerds here. I mean, it's. I mean, that's I why. mean, this is not a nerd. This is not a nerd podcast. I don't know what you're talking about. What nerds? Who are nerds? I actually follow a lot of uh, Korean Tekken players because they don't necessarily because they um mic, they just have a hot mic, so the mic picks up them playing, and no, and only Smash Brothers is louder on the sticks than Tekken. Only Smash Brothers. Oh yeah, Smash Brothers is the best. The sound of also, game. Um, also, with the Smash Brothers one, it is. Listen, that GameCube controller. Oh my god, I love but, the sound of that. And you know, it's funny. Game, it, it was so loud that I used to be. I used to play. Um, I used to. I was in the land center where it would be like 
12 TVs with Halo or something. And one TV in the back, four niggas playing Smash. And you could hear them the whole time over everything. 12 games of Halo. Nah. The four, GameCube controller, four GameCube is, still, controllers. is still the best controller for Smash. Like, people can fight me on that. I oh, know it is. I mean, that, that's it. It's just it. like, it, my favorite part about Smash on the Switch was like when they announced, you know, the Switch and Smash Brothers is the first question was, but are you going to have GameCube controllers? Mm-hmm. And, you know, of course, then with the announcement of Smash, they immediately went, Here's our GameCube controller. I know they, I know they threw it. They opened the door and threw a box out onto the crowd before the crowd could kill them. They were right. like, like <laughs> hey, you go. Ah, ah, shit, shit, fuck. Hey, what are we going to do? There's no more left in the warehouse. <laughs> nah, just keep throwing them out the window. We're not selling these. Throw them out the window until the crowd disperses. We're not selling these. Give them away. I want to go home tonight. <laughs> Throw them out the window. You slide them down the stairs. Every 10 minutes, don't look any of them in the eye until we don't have any more. <laughs> like Jurassic Park? Yes, it is. Um, and I don't yes. blame them. I love the GameCube controller. One of, the, the, one, of the thing, the, one of my favorite things about the GameCube experience was the an extremely enjoyable controller. But, um, not one of the top 10. Uh, what'd you say? I what'd said you? not one of the top 10, apparently. Um, there was a controller top 10? Yeah, uh, always. Actually, yeah. yeah well, it did. GameCube didn't make top ten. It's one of the greatest controllers of all time. Pretty sure did. Yeah. I, I would say, outside of the Xbox controller design, that there's the um, PlayStation. Well, they kind of adopted the same thing. The Xbox controller design that is universally used is good, but outside of like the basic design, like best practices that it kind of brought on the GameCube controller is the best air quotes weird controller of all time by several miles like not traditional you know right analog stick left analog stick bumper bumper triggers type deal um it's the best one by a mile like what else could be better yeah but all those but those like the amount of buttons it has makes it really great for a smash because there's so many abilities and combos right Oh, Smash. Also, like, my best friend is literally, like, the best, like, Smash player I've met right. ever. <laughs> and I, I have actually, like, played against professional competitive Smash players. And I was just, I would really love if my best friend, who's not totally listening to this right now, would one day get into competitive Smash. And if he did, I would literally punch out competitors' fans. <laughs> I mean, he might. I mean, he might not want that smoke. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. What no, it's okay. Like, it's fine. Like Smash is super toxic. Smash is actually really super toxic. Yeah, right. It's like the one of the really toxic. Right. I sometimes people ask me why don't I play games like try to compete, and I'm like the first person shooter community. I'm a 37 year old black man. I don't. I'm like Danny Glover. Like I am officially too old. I could do it, but I don't want to. De- I can't deal with the edge lord army. Like I don't have the time, and I don't want to spend my last years on this earth dealing with them and also I, the smash community which is really funny like they really hate that game they like they like really love and hate that game they're just like this is the best game ever smash like they will go hard for smash and at the same time be like why are you doing this well sakurai why right well this is uh well it's their it's their it's their game like you are not allowed to talk about smash brothers but me who have played it thirty thousand hours can complain and frankly they're correct 
<laughs> they have an all right to they're there with an all rights to um complain or not complain as they see fit. What are you gonna say back? Poor Sakura. <laughs> please, I know. Please let him be. Let the man <laughs> be. I, every now and then they, they just drag him out. Here are some more characters. <sighs> And they're just like, why are you not doing my character, Sakurai? And it's just like, I gave you fourteen links, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, it's why I always get a kick out of the um, the way developers are met by the audience. Always makes me laugh. This is the last thing we'll talk about before we uh, shut it down. Is that like Smash Brothers? Everyone's very hype, and I like that enthusiasm. Even though they do run him into the ground, they harass him endlessly but at least they give him a raucous standing observation whenever a new character is introduced though like it's kind of it's kind of a good time that 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 is that is very fair so i mean that is not wrong right uh final fantasy 14 also the audience no one loves their game more than final fantasy 14 audience where it's like because like i'll be in destiny streams and they'll be showing cool stuff and then there's like about 15 20 percent of the audience at were at at uh, like at least is like fuck destiny and that we're all just like why but final fantasy when they have these events 100 percent of the crowd is lit in multiple languages lit the whole time from beginning to end lit those live events stream on fire crowd cheering developers Listen. smiling it's wild how many people are awake at 4 a.m. just to watch a live letter listen, <laughs> that isn't even in English. Listen. Oh, go on. Hey, can we get primals? I know we're getting new primals. Oh my god. <laughs> Not ready. All right, folks. Remember, enjoy your games. Uh, we'll be back Please next enjoy week. Enjoy your games. Please enjoy your games. Thank you guys for listening, and uh, have a pleasant day.